Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Well, good morning. Wow, that came fast. I was enjoying that so much. I was just like, oh man, it's me already? <laughs> kind of got lost. That was awesome. Thank you, guys. So, um, let's pray real quick. Father, thank you for the opportunity to be here. Thank you for always being with us and always being faithful and just being so good and all the time. And it's not just the same, but that's who you are, and we thank you for that and for who you are in our lives. Holy Spirit, just speak through me this morning. I submit to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I think we're going to start out here in Matthew, and we're going to jump around. So probably not going to stay in um, one spot. So Matthew... Um, 22 is where I'm gonna gonna go. Before I start, let me get this. Can you guys see this? If I draw on it here, or let me move it to the other side. Is that okay to move this out here? Okay. Get it where everyone can see it. Plus, I'm right-handed. Actually, I'm ambidextrous. When I was a kid, they'd say you're ambidextrous, and I say. Go say, well, are you right-handed or left-handed? And I'd say, I'm amphibious. <laughs> They're like, we're pretty sure you're not amphibious. What do you mean? And so, so anyway, to go on. I've been um, studying a lot lately um, about the heart. And the heart's so important and so powerful. And you know the Bible talks about the heart over 1,000 times. And it talks about the mind hundreds of times. And we just skip over Scripture and we just read the Scripture and then we just keep going and we forget that maybe there's some more to the heart than just what we're seeing. And so my passion lately has been about the heart. So everything I've been studying is about the heart and the mind and and how it works and what God's doing. And it's opened my heart up and my mind to see more in the scriptures than I've ever seen in my life. And I was thinking, well, I'm going to share it. And so I started sharing it when I've been preaching. And, and um, everywhere I go, I want to tell people, hey, it all comes down to our heart. And, and it will change your life when, when you see it. But I was, Wednesday night I was going to preach. And um, <clears throat> that morning I got up and I was like, man... I can't just keep preaching about the heart. And I was like, this, this just doesn't work. People are going to get tired of just hearing about the heart. And so I go out, and, and there's a mare. This the last mare, and she had a, had a foal coming. And so she had her foal, but it was like a month late. I mean, like talk about waiting until the last minute, right? <laughs> and so, so um, I run out there and look, and I'm taking pictures, and it's an Appaloosa, so it's black and white spots. And so I'm taking pictures all over the place, and I go back in, into, the, um, into our trailer up there, and I'm sitting down, and I'm looking at the pictures, and I see something in one of the spots on, on her right rear cheek that looks like it's just a mark or a brand. And I zoomed in on it, and it was a heart, wow. almost the perfect heart among all these, 
all these um, spots. And I'm like, I know why you waited, God. You did it just because I needed that. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to quit thinking with my head and start trusting what you're saying. And we can do that so much of the time where we're thinking with our own head and our own thoughts and we get in the way of God, right? Because he don't think like we do. He thinks so much bigger than us and he wants us to get in line and in tune with him rather than us just saying, you know what, this is how you think and this is where you're at, right? We call those paradigms, right? I have a uh, one of my mentors always talking to me about paradigms because that's the things that you've been programmed with. And the, it's just a collections of thoughts that you've received over the years that you take in. And when you take those, those, those thoughts in, you act on those thoughts. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his brain, no, in his heart, so is he. So we've been programmed all our lives to have these certain thoughts or someone says you're not good enough and you can't do this and you can't do that. And we've taken that thought in and we've, we've taken that to heart. And the moment that we take it to heart, then we can't go any farther because we've been programmed that, well, this is your cap and this is where you're at and you can't ever go any higher than that. And it's a lie. And it's a lie straight from hell because God made you with, uh, um, with enormous reservoirs of, of talent and, and responsibilities that he's called you to. Do you, know, do you know sharing this gospel and living out our life becomes a responsibility, right? Because we, we get to share Jesus, right? I see so many people, they receive Jesus and then they don't do anything with it. Do you guys hear what I'm talking about? And so the, the one of, another one of my mentors always said, said um, responsibility is the key to freedom. We, we become responsible for our choices. Jesus said, or in um, Joshua, he said, choose this day whom you will serve. Do you know what he's talking about? He's talking about making a choice and then having the d- discipline to, to seek God and to make time for God and to choose God, right? You say, well, what's discipline, you know? Discipline is simply this, giving yourself a command and then following through it. I have to have discipline when I'm training horses. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's times those colts look at me and I'm like, I ain't getting on that sucker, <laughs> right? But then I'm like, no, but you're James Mays. You're the horse whisperer. If you don't get on this, this is going to look really bad, <laughs> Right? So I tell myself, James Mays, you are getting on this colt. This is going to be just fine. Do you know what that is? That's discipline. We don't live off of our emotions or our feelings, but we live off, off of faith, right? The Bible says we walk, not, we walk not by sight, or we walk by faith, not by sight. And so it's so important for us to get... Get in our hearts all that God has for us. Do you guys understand what I'm talking about this morning? And so in um, Matthew chapter 22, um, and I'm going to start in verse 41. No, I'm not. I'm going to start in 34. (laughs) I'm going to start somewhere. (laughs) We're in Matthew 22, right? Okay. 
Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? You see, the, the problem with, with the Sadducees and the Pharisees is they, they were all thinking with their head. And they didn't even have their heart in mind. Can I draw something for you real quick? Okay, so... Do you know what that is? No. It's a body. I'm a great artist. Can everyone see that? I'll have to put it right here. Okay. It's a body, okay? And do you know what this is? That's a mind. Okay? Okay, so so we have, I, I was taught by one of my mentors to split up the mind into two different, different pieces, right? We have the conscious mind. Con, I'm not conning you. I'm just going to write con because I don't know how to spell conscious. And then the sub... Conscious, right? Do you know you can have a lot of knowledge but have no understanding? You can have a lot, lot of head knowledge but not understand it. And so what was happening with, with, uh, with the um, Sadducees and the Pharisees was they were operating on here so much in a legalistic form that they got it inside their heart down in here that, you know something? The Sadducees didn't believe that, that the dead would raise again. That's why they were so sad, you see. They didn't believe in the regi- regi- registration. In the re- <laughs> they didn't believe in the resurrection, right? And so, um, so we have the, the Sadducees so sad, and then you have the Pharisees, and they were so legalistic. And so they're like... Obviously, they're not going to be able to keep the Ten Commandments, but then they keep pointing to the commandments, trying to keep them, and they'd make a loophole for a loophole for a loophole. And then they'd get mad at Jesus because he walked and picked grain up and ate it on the Sabbath. What hypocrites they were, not because they, um, because they had their own loopholes and their own ways where, where they were like, I don't need, I don't need, Jesus, I don't need the sacrifice. I'm going to gain it on my own and on my own works. And you'll never, ever get anywhere on your own works. The Bible says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way except through Jesus. I don't care who doesn't like it or who does, but that's the truth. And that's the word of God. And so they were so caught up in their own minds thinking this. Lots of knowledge, but no understanding. And their hearts were far from God. So that tells you, man, you could read the Bible every day and and know it word for word, but if it doesn't get down into your heart, it don't mean anything. Do you guys understand what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. The Bible tells a a story of of the, um, the sower and the seed. Right? And, and it's in Matthew. And he says, as a farmer comes and sows the seed, and some falls on rocky ground, and some falls on different soil, and, right? And it gets washed away, or the birds get it, or this or that. What's he talking about? He's talking about the mind, right? 
This is our mind. It's talking about it comes up on the conscious, right? But we don't take it into our heart. Something comes and steals it. And then we're like, what happened? How come, how come I didn't have any results? And we have a crop failure, right? But then he talks about some receive it, and it produces a crop, 30, 60, and 100 fold. What happens is it comes down into the heart. And when it hits the heart, that's when it produces results. Do you guys understand what I'm trying to write there and draw there? And if you can see kind of what I'm doing. So it's so important for us to get out of, uh, uh, out of this mindset uh, of um, a, lot of, a lot of times for us it's do good, get good, do bad, get, get beat, right? The problem with that is my good's never good enough mm-hmm. and my bad's always the worst. And I can never live up to what God's called me to do. And so they're talking about the Ten Commandments. Now, when the Ten Commandments happen, guess what happens? There's vertical commandments, and then there's horizontal commandments. The first five are about how our relationship is with God. The second five is how is our relationship with people, right? And so now they're trying to pit God into a spot where they're like, hey, Guess what? We're going to pin him down and see which is the greatest commandment. And he's, we're, then we're going to trip him up on it and show this dude don't know what he's talking about. Right? They're getting mad at him. People are getting healed and they're getting set free. And all that they can fuss about is that it's the Sabbath. I mean, come on. How many of us get mad at God? I mean, not in here, but how many legalistic-minded people get mad because God does something and someone doesn't like how he done it. We had two, two young ladies come to the outpost in Darrington. Actually, they brought their, like, their whole family, and uh, there's like five of them, and then it just keeps growing every week. It's like interchangeable parts, but there's, there's two of them that keep coming, and one young lady and her mom, and the one young lady has a baby. And um, Anyway, they come one time, and then the second time they came, and they're like, hey, could you pray for our dad? And my wife's like, sure. So my wife and another lady come over and prayed with him, and I, I was there. And he had been in bed for six years and was in so much pain that he couldn't even get out. And so we prayed for him. And um, next week they come back, and they're just beaming. And we're like, hey, how you doing? They go, you won't believe what happened. Within 24 hours, my dad got out of bed, and he's still up, and he's still moving around. Right? So God is still working, and he's still in the healing business, and he's still doing stuff, right? And so we're just assuming that these young ladies were saved, right? Because they're coming to us, they're like, would you pray? Right? So the next week they come in, and... and um, after church, they're like, hey, can you pray? And so, so my wife's sitting there praying and, and got another lady to come and pray. And we're praying with them and um, got the pastor of Mountain View up there. And he was praying and we're around praying for some other. Because they're like, guess what? We want uh, this person has cancer and is dying. And this person has this. And I'm thinking, wait a second. Don't put pressure on me, God. <laughs> and God just said, 
You didn't heal them in the first place. It's not your job to worry about it. It's your job to give me the opportunity to do it. Now shut up and pray. Right? And so we prayed. And uh, as we're praying, we got done. And my, my wife looks at me and she goes, Have you guys accepted Jesus? No. We haven't. Would you like to? Yes, we've been wanting to for three weeks. We just didn't know how to ask. <laughs> and we're like, well, here's how you do it. And we led them to Jesus, right? But here's the thing. Sometimes we can get in our mind, well, how can you pray for someone to be healed and them get healed when you don't even have a relationship with Jesus? You could get legalistic about that. You guys hear what I'm talking about? Say, well, God's not going to answer that prayer because they have no relationship with him. But do you know something? Jesus already knew. He already said, you know something? I love them so much that I gave my life for them. And watch what I'm going to do. I'm going to show off. And when I get done showing off, all they're going to want to do is just love me and meet me and have a relationship with me because I'm that good. And it had nothing to do with checking boxes. Do you guys understand what I'm talking about? We can get so hung up in all these, these systems and things. This is how you do this and this is how you do that. Right? Right? That we miss what the Holy Spirit's leading us to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, the most important thing for, for me is trusting the Holy Spirit and living that out in my life. I hate religion. Right? And I hate when people ask me, Are you religious? No, I'm not religious. Well, you're Jewish, and you're a, you're a Christian pastor, and you're, you're religious. I was like, I am not religious. Say that one more time, and we might wrestle about it. <laughs> right? Because religion kills. And it puts you in a box. And do you know what they do when they put people in boxes? They put it in the ground and bury you. And I don't ever want to be in a box. And I don't want people around me to be in a box. And that's why it's so important to understand what's going on with the heart. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> Did you hear about the pirate who turned 80? You know what he said? Hi, matey. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. (laughs) Getting too serious in here. Okay. So while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, What do you think about Christ? Whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. He said to them, How is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him Lord? Oh, I'm going too far down. Never mind. Scratch that. Whoop, we're going up. I do want to preach from that too, but we'll go where we're at because that's about sonship. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees and the Pharisees, the, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in law, tested him, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord 
your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Okay, now for them to ask that, this wasn't something that's new for them, right? For, for Jewish people, there's something that's called the Shema, right? Have you guys heard me talk about that, right? And it's Deuteronomy chapter 6, and it's Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is God. He is one. And then it says, love him with all your heart and with all your mind and with all your soul. So they're sitting there hearing, this is the greatest commandment of all. Right? What is it? And Jesus throws something that they know every day. In fact, every Jewish person on the planet that's observant has a mezuzah. It's like a little, like a little pla- plastic or ceramic or metal thing on their doorpost. And they put it on their doorpost. And guess what's in it? The Shema. And it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is God. He is one. Love him with all your heart, with all your mind, and all, the, all your soul. And you're supposed to put it at, at eye height. So when they walk in the door, they look at it, and they'll go up and they'll kiss it. You know why? Because that represents to them, I'm blessed when I come in, and I'm blessed when I go out. And they're focused in every room. Some of them put it on every room except their bathrooms. <laughs> right? So they don't even walk out of a different room without seeing it. Do you know what's really cool? Over, um, what is it? It's like um, the 5% of the population is Jewish, but over 50% of the millionaires in this world are Jewish. Do you think that's a coincidence? Do you know why a lot of that has to do with their heart and their mind and their focus? Because every time they're walking in when they're growing up, they, they might have to look up to it because it's high level to their parents. Unless they're a giant, you know. What are they seeing? Hear, O Israel, the Lord is God. He is one. Love him with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. And then they hit, remember Deuteronomy chapter 28 where it says, I'm blessed in the city, and I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I come in, and I'm blessed when I go, go out. And they know that, and it's in their heart, and it's before their eyes, always. And do you know what it does? It gets into their heart, and it changes them. So, these Pharisees absolutely knew where Jesus was taking them, right? They didn't turn, Jesus didn't say, turn to Matthew chapter 22, (laughs) right? Matthew chapter 22 didn't exist yet. So where did Jesus preach to him from? From the Torah, right? And so here he's teaching to, from the Torah. And here's another thing. A lot of people discount the, the Old Testament nowadays. And they're like, just get people reading through the New Testament. And I hate that personally. Do you know why? Because the whole word of God is the counsel of God. And God can speak to you in Genesis and Numbers. You can be reading a number and it might be something that hits you. Because this word of God is alive. Do you hear what I'm talking about? I'll be preaching something and someone will come up to me afterwards and they'll go, that was the greatest message I ever heard. And I'm like, well, what did I preach on? And they're telling me, I was like, that wasn't anything I said. (laughs) Do you know what it was? It's the Holy Spirit taking that word because that word's alive and he will administer it 
to you individually and he'll make that alive. And he'll work that in your life too. Mm -hmm. If you'll open your heart and follow the Holy Spirit. Amen? <laughs> okay. Man, I keep wanting to go down. Maybe we'll get there. Love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your mind and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So what's he putting the focus on? He's focused on loving the Lord our God. But not just loving him part way. He says, I want you to love me with all your heart. Do you know what that means? With our conscience. And with our subconscious. You know, you do something long enough, it becomes a habit. Do you know why? Because we get it in our subconscious. The Bible, that's why the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God or what we're hearing about Jesus. The more you hear and hear and hear and hear, what happens is you might hear it here, but then it drops in here. By the way, the next five days it's going to be sunny. <laughs> Just seeing if you're awake. Right? But we hear it and we hear it and we hear it and then it drops down. So I'm driving here, and I'm thinking about this, and I'm like, like, man, do I really love you with all my heart? Do I really love you with all my mind? Do I really love you with all my soul? Now you're asking, well, what's a soul? Soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Are you loving him on that level? Are you coming into a love relationship with him? You know something? I could tell my wife I love her, but she knows a lot of times that the reason I love her is because of what I do. You guys understand? How I act towards her. Because we have a relationship. That's free, right? I don't do right because there's a rule, I do right because I love her. Does that make sense? And that's where we're with, with the Father. And then I thought, I was like, you know what? There's places where I've missed it. Where I've left stuff on the table. And we get so preoccupied with life and what we're doing that we leave part of us back. God's like, I just don't, I just don't want part of you. I want all of you. Where I got this part, I mean, I know it's hard to believe I'm not perfect, as handsome as I am. <laughs> but I got some things in my life that he's got to deal with. And when I come to him a lot of times, I used to be like really hands off. I'm getting better. But I used to be like, yeah, let's deal with this and this, but I ain't ready for this. I'm probably the only one in here like that, ain't I? <laughs> Can we get real? Because that's the only way we're going to see change and be effective in our walk with God. We can walk with God and not be effective at all. We can be ineffective. You guys hear what I'm talking about? 
I don't want to be a casual Christian. I want to be a son of the Most High, High God who represents him on this earth with Amen. all my heart Amen. and with all my soul mm-hmm. and with all my mind. So there's things that I've got to deal with, and I'll put them off to the side, and I'll pick and choose. And do you know what I'm doing? I'm robbing God and myself. Do you know why? Because he's like, man, I already know about all that. I know what you're going to say or think before you even do it. Come to me. It says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you tickets to Hawaii. <laughs> no. It's better than Hawaii. He'll give you true rest. You say, that's okay. I already knew about it. I knew about it when I created you. I knew about it when, before the foundations of the earth, I had a plan for you and an appointment for you, and that appointment is for right now. Don't let your thoughts and religion and those paradigms that say you're not good enough or that God will never accept you keep you from going to him with the very things that he's there for you to go to him for. You're a spirit. You have a soul, and you live in a body. We call that living upside down. And until you live upside down, you will never be able to share inside out. I mean, you can share inside out, but it's not the good stuff coming out a lot of times. You hear what I'm talking about? So think about that. Your spirit is completely saved, but our soul is being saved. It's completely redeemed, but we're walking and we're growing and we're moving into who God called us to be. Is that too heavy this morning? You hear about the two cannibals that were eating a clown? One said to the other one, does this taste funny to you? (laughs) See, everything's not as you seem, as it seems. Learn to trust him and learn to trust what he's saying. And he goes on. Love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. This is the first commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. See, the problem is, is we love the neighbor like we love ourselves a lot of time. Because we don't love ourselves too much. That's just real. Sorry to be so serious this morning. But I want to get us free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Do you guys hear what I'm talking about this morning? To love our, our neighbor, we got to love God. With all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul. And have that relationship with him. And then out of that, he loves them through us. And we change who we think we are in our heart. 
because you, you have a self-image, whether you like it or not. And I promise you it's distorted from how God made you. Do you know you are the highest form of creation on this earth? You know, you're made in the image of God. And in the likeness of God. And you get that in your heart, you'll find out there is nothing impossible to you. Amen? So that's where I'm going to close off. I got so much, there's so much about the heart, and it affects us so much. There's so many scriptures that deal with the heart. David said, Create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. He's not talking about the organ. You know, your brain is no more what you think with than your fingernail? Like, you didn't go to biology class, Pastor Jane. No, but I went to the real class. Because when you, you die and you float out of that body, your brain's dead, but you're still thinking. Now your brain's amazing. Like, it's better than most... Mo- the coolest supercomputer ever. It's amazing how God created that to run our body and our functions and all this. But I'm talking on a different level than man looks at. Amen? Amen. So, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for, for all you do for us and in us. And, Father, I just ask, I submit myself to you this morning, and, and I give you my whole heart. And I trust you with it, Father. And I thank you for that. And I just ask, Father, that you'd move in all of our hearts and our minds and just just allow us to have a great relationship with you like we've never had before. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.